are live. We are back to another Mike and Dave podcast. It's the month. It's the Monday after the last episode of the Last Dance documentary. Major hangover. Major, major Last Dance hangover. Right now. Exactly. Like it's it's kind of upsetting that it's over, you know. But I, I know at first you you weren't crazy about the doc, and then towards the end, you kind of mm-hmm. it grew on you. Uh, anything specifically you took from you know the last episode? that you feel like was really good or any thoughts at all? I mean, there, there are a few things I was just showing. I mean, so to me, it's just, it was just a matter of a lot of the content that we are seeing. It's, you know, it's not top secret stuff, you know? So that's why I was like, is this really worth it? I, uh, we had a lot of high expectations, but I thought there were a few hilarious moments. I'll, I'll kind of talk about the more comical side and then I'm sure you'd like to get into actual insight and, and sort of more serious, significant stuff. But uh, the one of the funniest takeaways, because I've just like seen it on Twitter, is like that Kenny Lattimore thing. Did you realize that? No. I'm like how he's listening to like Kenny Lattimore. So like when he's on the bus, and he's like and he's like bopping his head because I was walk- I was listening to that Jordan um, Instagram live today with Ray Allen, and like what are you listening to, Mike? And like everyone thinks that Michael Jordan was like into like hardcore rap music or not even hardcore rap. It was like Eric B and Rakim. And the, like, he's been documented that he didn't even know who they were at the time. Meanwhile, that's like the soundtrack to his doc. And he, they're like, what do you listen to Michael? He's like, I'm listening to Kenny Lattimore, who is like, almost like R. Kelly before R. Kelly, minus all the, the, the children's antics. But I thought that was hilarious. I thought him saying, bitch, fuck you to Larry Bird was like, I almost thought that was a, like, that, I thought that was like a typo or like that I was I like hearing things. That was amazing. It, 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 that was amazing. But like, it's so funny because Michael Jordan, like an, one of the biggest takeaways to me is that obviously he's like the greatest competitor or whatever. And he made you to believe that like, he's so anti like befriending people and stuff like that. But in the last two episodes alone, he met up with Reggie, Reggie, Reggie Miller in the tunnel in like the middle of like a game seven, a series that went to game seven. I thought it was bizarre. It was bizarre how Carl Malone came on the bus to dap him up. That was so bizarre. Bizarre that because it was so classy. Yeah, it was just it was like it was, it was like it was like too classy. It was just like it was almost like I know he, it, it was know. almost like losing to Michael's is like an honor. I mean, it kind of it kind of was though. Two years in a row. Like, two years in a row. Kind of was like you and I were talking about like I think we were talking about like Simmons. Like Simmons was talking about how Barkley like in '93 he like. He, you know, Barkley had this incredible game. He had like 45, 12, 7, whatever it was. And Michael was just like a little bit better. And he's just like, I just can't fucking beat this guy. Yeah, you Barkley, know? Barkley couldn't have played better. But um, did you listen yeah, to yeah. did you listen to Bill Simmons uh that first like 35 minutes where he goes into all the reasons why he thinks Michael Jordan's the greatest ever? Yeah. And it goes yeah, from like I, I, encore stuff to like stories about like uh, Charles but, but, Oakley but, and like All Star. But, but I think, but I think that's that's what, like I think we were talking about on an earlier podcast. I think that's what makes him who he is. Like at the end of the day, I think you and I agree that uh, that LeBron James might probably be a more complete, and he probably it's H- probably human, a, more complete yeah. human, not even just basketball player. I think he's going to be more. He's LeBron's more whole as a human, more well rounded. But is that yeah, what? But is that what we like? Athletes, yeah. Exactly. What, Clearly not. At, at the end of the day, I don't. I don't think that's what we want to see. We want to see like that, like similar to what Kobe had, even though that came later in his career. Michael was always just like that killer instinct mentality, and people wanted to see. They pe- people love to root for guys like that, like even pre- Pete Rose, people like that, like these like killer kind of like crazy out of their mind, but like so you know incredibly focused on on their craft, athletes. 
Hundred um, percent. That's what Michael. That's what Michael was, and and then he made up. He, there was another good point that like we've kind of chastised people who've come after him for trying to adopt that, and we want them to be more like open, and we want them to be more cordial, and we want them to be more respectful and have better sportsmanship and whatnot. Um, but I don't know. We, we I feel like Michael Jordan is also like this like enigma that he only you only saw what he wanted you to see. You know, that that's that. I actually just I was just having a text conversation with my friend and he was like, what did it what did it really make you feel? Do you think it enhances legacy? Do you think it maybe hurt the legacy? I'm like, he was such an enigma. He never had a platform to really show who he was besides the basketball court. So I, I'm sure you know you've played basketball a lot like more intensely than I have. There's always people who like they could be a great, funny guy, whatever, whoever their personality is. But on the court, they're a completely different, yeah. different person, right? Hundred percent. They're like an an they're like an animal. So it's like you you were seeing that to like the ultimate extreme from the ultimate competitor and arguably the, one of the greatest players of, of all time, if not the greatest player. So I mean, there's so many things to go into Michael Jordan, and unfortunately, he was in an era where he never had a platform to really show all the sides of him. Yeah, which I feel like he wouldn't so, have anyway. He was just so – I feel like he was so concerned about keeping, you know, the image and the money coming in from the endorsements. And it just yeah, it just wasn't how it is now where, you know, athletes can speak up about stuff and it's like yeah. you know, considered a good thing and not a, a – but, but there was there was also that other episode in the earlier season – in the earlier episodes of the season I thought I – think, I think it's a double-edged sword. So – Athletes get chastised and they get, you know, scrutinized when they don't step up for someone in politics, like just based on like color. Like there was an example where someone was running in North Carolina and, oh, yeah. and there was like the and Obama talked about and, it. It's yeah. Tough. And it's like, and it's, it's not his it, responsibility it, it, to do that, but it, it, you, it's you, not, I'm a firm yeah. believer in that. But so it's like, it's but like, you would I, hope, I, I think, yeah. what, go ahead. No, go yeah. Ahead. I, I mean, it depends how you look at it. Like I look at like, I do think that if you are famous and you have a platform, then it is your responsibility to somehow, I mean, it's just tough. It's like, it's like, it's like, he's not like, why is he like, why should he be a role model in every way? Like LeBron is, I don't know. It's just like, he works hard at his craft and he accomplished things that no one could have imagined. So that's being a good role model. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's kind of like an unwritten rule. That's the thing before Michael Jordan, there was kind of like, like, I feel like LeBron, it's like whether or not he wanted to be a good role model or not, he knew that the groundwork had already been laid for him, that he had to take this route. 100%. He has to be like an upright citizen. Like, it's, it's unfair. Like, there's so many things that are unfair. That's why I hate having this debate. It's just like, you have to factor in like evolution and just like the errors at the time. The NBA was not even close to what it was image-wise, marketability-wise. Anything that LeBron says or, or does can definitely be held against him. Look what happened with China with Daryl Morey. So it's like, that you just have got, to be conscious. But I will say LeBron LeBron has always – That didn't get breezed by. The NBA, the NBA is, is not being aired in China and will continue to be that way. So it's like imagine feel, if someone like – one of the players – I'm saying the way the media like shunned LeBron kind of just went by quick. It was like that was oh, really oh, dumb. Oh, oh, the LeBron comment? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I will say like he is overly political. You know, the whole shut up and dribble thing. He is. The whole more than an athlete thing, you know, speaking up you know, about police brutality and stuff like that. Like him, Carmelo, CP3, and mm -hmm. Dwayne Wade did that at, at yeah. the SBs. Like, this is what they – like, they take pride in it. And I guess that's what separates yeah. the new generation from the old. But I wanted to talk about – so it's like, obviously, I've watched, like, every other Michael Jordan documentary. You know, I didn't really yeah. – I never got to see him play, really, for the Bulls. Yeah. Um, I watched it a little bit during the Wizards, but it was still kind of before my time of being obsessed with basketball. I didn't start watching for basketball until sure. like 03, pretty much. 
Um, Which is still such a young age to appreciate like anything. Yeah. So obviously I've seen all the highlights and his career is so confusing. So this documentary really helped me understand all the timelines of everything. I'm not like, I I understand everything crystal clear now. I think the part that I'm impressed with the most about MJ is his his second three-peat after baseball. Um, Because his athleticism is really a notch below. He's still like a really good athlete. But you, it's, it's just – he's just not the same. So he's, like, he's much more skilled and just, like, mentally yeah. killing people. And, and, and I feel like with LeBron, you know, if anyone's going to say LeBron's going to be better than Jordan, it's because, you know, you know, he's so much more durable. He played this many more seasons. Like, and he stayed at this high of a level. And I just, like – and obviously that's a point. Le, Jordan will never be able to play as many games as LeBron. It's just not going to happen yeah. or as many mm-hmm. minutes or as many anything. Yeah, but, but, literally. But Michael, yeah. Michael Jordan played in those last three seasons when he won three championships in a row. He played, he he played three hundred four out of three hundred four games. That's just, that just, that, that's impossible. It's just impossible to, to do nowadays because of load management and whatever. So that really stood out to me, um, to kind of solidify him in a way that I didn't even know before. Um, and then on top of it, if you look at playoffs points per game. He averages 33 points per game. And the, cl- the second guy on that list is Allen Iverson at 29 points per game. Obviously, Allen Iverson didn't play that many playoff games uh, as compared yeah. to all these other guys. Jordan played as many playoff games as anyone. Was at 33 points per game. And you saw how low scoring these games are. There's, they held the Jazz to 55 points in a game. The Bulls are scoring like 70, 80 points a night. That means he's scoring. He's, scoring he's, making, like, up more of a, he's making up almost a third. Almost a third of the, the points. Yeah, he's scoring like 30. It, it is a third. Yeah, it's, it's like almost 40% in some games probably. That's crazy. In a time where he, he's – so he's not really hitting threes. He's scoring half the team's points. And, and we all know it's when it gets down to playing in a seven-game series, it's hard to score. It's hard. And he just found a way to do it better than anyone ever. So averaging 33 points a game in the playoffs in the 90s and 80s, to me is equivalent to scoring like 50 points a game now. And that's kind of no, crazy. No, to with, say, inf- but with inflation, with, with inflation, inflation, it's one thousand percent. With inflation, the game foul, faster. Foul I'm calls because sure, they call say, fouls a lot more easily. Yeah, let's say let's say Michael Jordan ended up shooting like th- three threes a game instead of one, mm-hmm. or and and, and he, he always was a mid to high thirty percent three point shooter. I think so. He would low, be low so low thirties. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the, the but but I, but I, when we talked about this, he would have he would have. He would have figured that out because the, the NBA was just – it was a different game back then. No one was shooting he, a high volume, a, right? Yeah. He would, have, he would have adapted. He, he's a every, pure shooter. Every, if you realize, like like you said, like he had to adapt, like, oh, he was slowed down, so he got more, like, work at his craft. Like, you don't think he would have added a three-point you know, to his arsenal? If he, like, if he grew up, if he grew up like, anywhere in the realm of Steph Curry, like, he would be a good three-point oh, shooter. He, 100%. He would, have, he would have had to. 100%. He never had to. Like I think we talked about it earlier. Like if you look at his at his college, like his college tape, there's no three yeah, point line. There's no three so, point so line. So it's like it's like wh- wh- how is he even going to be able to do that? And then it's just funny when they're showing in the last episode, they're showing they're all doing like a shot from like the bench or like the 35 mark. They're like heaving from there. That's like a layup. Yeah, from, it's in, from now. it's it's insane. It's really Which was, it, it's it's and my it's last, crazy and what, yeah. what a few short years does. My last thing is like. This guy literally retired like in his prime. Like, I, I don't know what I don't know what prime this was. Like nineteen in nineteen ninety eight. Like obviously, you could tell like by the end of that series, he was pretty drained, pretty exhausted, mm-hmm. pretty banged up. Like, I don't. I'm not sure like what if he came back like what he'd be. But he was definitely like still at the end of his prime. He yeah. was still like 
if he's still the player and still the best player in the NBA, probably. I mean, you can't. But but that, but that's what I'm saying. Like I I think prime is such like a loosely thrown around word because it's like you're a prime or you're athletic prime or whatever it is. Like there's yeah. so many interpretations. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he had he had so many like so like just because it wasn't a, as athletic, he had to like make up for it in, in other in other places and like kind of subsidize certain parts of his career. But the fact I that guess, he was able yeah. to become. We even talked about it. I text you. I was like, I'm looking at basketballreference.com and like he shot like 85% for his career from the free throw line. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And like, my, I feel like it's like if he came back in 1999 and played in the playoffs, I know he would be able to score 30 points a game. So he's still in his prime if he can do that. For sure. so, so the fact that he had to retire like in his prime like that is just like. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Let, let, uh, let, let's, talk, let's talk about that because I, I wanted to talk about one thing about that. The, the, just listen to the sentence you said, the fact that he had to retire, right? Michael Jordan was the number one player in the entire world. It was Beatles. He was revered. It was, he made Space Jam. He was selling sneakers, everything, right? Why did the ownership just not say, Jerry Krause, you're gone? Like why did no, why the, was o- that the never- owner the owner is just as responsible as Jerry Krause. He's a fucking idiot too. They're so dumb, dude. It, you, you know, you, you know what Jerry Krause is. Why was that not a discussion? Well, why, why didn't Michael? So here's the thing: like, it's su- it's such a thing now. Like, starting with like Avery Bradley when he was like uh, coaching the Nets and he won like uh, you know Coach of the Month and then fired, right? Like, why is that not as? Lo- I understand it's a way more difficult job to do a GM than being a coach because of all the things that go into it and learning the program and all that. But why was that even not even a discussion? Like, why did Michael not once say like? Walk into if you're telling me if Michael Jordan didn't walk into Jerry Reinsdorf's office and say, Get rid of Jerry Krause now, or I'm leaving. Like, why didn't that happen though? Is what I'm trying to figure out. No, yeah, that's true. No, it's true. You like, would think, I've, been, I've been thinking, I've been thinking about that all night. Well, I think, I think that's what I think that I think that's what they were trying to prevent. They were like, We're not going to let them big arm us, we're going to big arm them. We're going to say, Listen, like. We're gonna rebuild. What's the like, point of need... that? No, no, it's 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 idiotic. It's because it, what, yeah. what happened. What happened was is that you had a very good GM who didn't feel like he, he one he wasn't he probably wasn't getting enough credit, but at the same time he wanted more credit than he deserved. So when you mix those yeah. two things together, it turns it turns terribly. And I don't for whatever reason the owner. I mean, I guess they just didn't understand how good Michael Jordan. I guess they just don't understand how good they had it. That- that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't understand why that was not a, just even a discussion. There was no rumors. I was waiting for the documentary to be like, oh, well, Michael one day walked into my office and he said, like, Jerry Krause needs to go or, like, I'm gone. Like, you know, even in the early 90s because it was such an issue from early on. And it's like Jerry's – like, you just made a good point. Like, he was just almost, like, too smart for his own good, you know? I, I and he think, needed yeah. the recognition, which, which was his down. But that was, like, his Achilles heel. Like, he was but brilliant, but it also he, ended yeah. that dynasty. He was brilliant, but, like, it didn't correlate to post-Michael Jordan. It didn't. No, he fucking he, he drafted Eddie Curry, Tyson Chandler, Jamal Crawford. Like, he, he just proved was, that point. It was a, it was a mess. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, players need to be you need to sign the right players. But Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan won those championships, and Scottie Pippen, of course. and like, and, and and that's just the way it is. And the players deserve you know ninety nine percent of the credit. And the yes, players absolutely. will give the players will give the management credit. If you don't, if you don't make them feel like shit all the time, so if you don't seek it, he was like seeking yeah. it so bad, like yeah. like he couldn't even let them have a single moment. It was it was like in the midst of a championship celebration, like that's not yeah. the thing. And you that's do. why it, I, it, when, it, it, I liked when Phil Jackson gave him that like shout out at the parade, being like, but like it was like a sarcastic kind, and everyone was yeah, like, oh yeah, it was, it was like, like a jab, boo. yeah. Oh, well, he was getting booed. That was incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that, that, that even, it was so well known. And like, I think that's, that was one of the biggest things in documentaries that like, I, from, I, from being a casual NBA fan or even just being like a little too young to know, like you would have never known um, sort of what was going on internally with those disruptions from Jerry Cross. Cause that's just something you don't think about. You don't think about yeah. like the, the personnel of um, Awake's a great team uh, when you're I, that age. But I will, I will say like, I just, I can't imagine this happening today. And I think, Actually, LeBron should get a lot of credit for this. Like, LeBron's made it a place where the, the you know, the GM, like, there's no GM that's going to make, Le, like, like, if LeBron that, that's wants. That's what I'm to, saying. If LeBron wants Mav Carter to fucking coach, then Mav Carter's going to coach. That's what I'm saying. Like, why didn't that, why didn't that happen? Like, that would never fly. LeBron gets rid of players. He gets rid I, of coaches. Like, it's, I like think it's the player, like I think the player empowerment just wasn't there yet. It just wasn't there. But Michael Jordan was, there. like, Michael Jordan no. was, like, beyond the game like oh, yeah. I, I don't understand it, it also doesn't explain why the retirement happened the first time it's like i don't know i don't know it's 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 insane i i, I will say it's not obviously not a part of this documentary but i last night after i watched the episode i just couldn't help it i'd like i i watched like a 20 minute michael jordan wizards highlights Oh really? I watched uh, Space video. Jam immediately. I watched Space Jam immediately after. I I watched his wizards highlights cuz i was just like I was just like, wow. So, like, this guy was is 1998. He won the championship, hit that game-winning mm-hmm. shot, most iconic thing ever. Then was retired for, like, three years or two and a half years, I think. Yeah. And you know he wasn't, like – he wasn't, like, in the lab. Like, this guy was enjoying his life. And then, oh, like, sure. probably, like, a couple months before the season when he was getting ready to come back, you know, he probably started working out and stuff. And, like, have you – I actually – you're watching the footage. It's just incredible. This guy's, like, 39, 40 years old. Um – yeah, he came back at what? He came he back does. at like probably, he's averaging probably 20, like He's averaging 20 points a game, shooting 45% from the field, four rebounds or five rebounds, four assists. Like his number, he's not, he's just scoring a little bit less. He's playing a little bit less minutes, um, but he's like still Michael Jordan. It's just insane to me. And on top of it, this was after he had the accident with his finger where he sliced it yeah. open in a cigar on a shooting hand. And he said, it, <laughs> so funny. He said he, it affected his shooting. And then I think, I think, and I could be wrong here, but, I think the Wizards were actually winning with him and Rip Hamilton, and they were on pace to being a winning team that made the playoffs, and Michael was playing, like, actually 25 points per game. And yeah. then he had that knee injury, and he ended up tearing his meniscus and needing surgery. And then Yeah, because he, like, I mean, he missed, like, a quarter of that season, right? That was the first yeah. season. But he but was scoring. Were, yeah. that, that was, that was just, he was averaging, like, 22, 23 points a game that season. Insane. And Rip, and, Ham- and Rip Hamilton was, like, really young, and yeah. taking him, he was taking him under his wing and stuff. And I got to shout out my dad here because he just had the awareness of how important it was when I was in, I think it was the first season Michael came back. There was Mm -hmm. a preseason game versus the heat. Yeah. And my dad got tickets and because I never seen, this is the only chance I was ever going to get to see Michael Jordan in person. The fact that he came out of retirement um, and no one cared about the heat in 2000. Like they were actually, I don't know. They were actually okay, actually. Yeah, um, no, they definitely were. He still had Alonzo Morning in, uh, in Tim Hardaway. Yeah, so, so my dad takes me to the American Airlines Arena. Uh, it's the most packed game I've ever been to, and it was a preseason yeah. heat game. And you know, the, you know he preseason games are not packed normally. That's um, what I'm saying. That, that, that speaks to the Michael effect, though, you know. 100%. So, so, so I'm like in awe. I'm like, I can't believe it. So Michael starts, mm. and, bro, he just – I still remember, bro, he had a dunk. He – he came out and scored 13 points in 12 minutes and sat on the, sat the bench the rest of the game. It's 
crazy. Man. And, and and I think that that just had such an impact on me. And last night I was just trying to look for those highlights, and there was nowhere to be found because it was a preseason game in 2000. That and it, sucks. Uh, and like, yeah, no one had like phones. Or I like, almost want. No I want to like hit up the Miami Heat. I want to like hit up uh, Dylan. His girlfriend's dad is the yeah, yeah. or just like yeah hit up someone in like the box office or like they have to have imagery or something. Of that. I want I just, I just I just want to see the video footage of him that preseason game, um, and I couldn't. That's find no, it. that's that's crazy, dude. Like he obviously he father time had definitely come knocking, but like like we said, he was still averaging twenty two points a game. He played like I, I also he played in his in his final year of the Wizards in o two o three or. O, Whatever yeah, two, it was, two, two, three. yeah. He played 82 out of 82, and it, it is just like remarkable that he was able. That was that was the year he turned 40, and it was like remarkable. He played that. He played that All Star game. That was that was the first time I like remember seeing Michael yes, Jordan. The 2003 All Star game, his last All Star game, where he hit that fadeaway over Sean Marion, which should have been which the game winner. Should have been the game winner until, until Kobe drew the yeah, foul. Yeah, no, that's crazy. We got to show that clip after. Oh, I don't man. think enough people. I don't think enough people. Maybe people have seen the Kobe clip, but I don't think enough people have seen that Michael that, shot. It was on the on the right baseline. Yeah. No. So that All Star oh, game, I I, 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 I chills right now. I taped I taped that All Star game and I watched it like ten times. That was what made me obsessed with All Star Weekend, which was an obsession from like two thousand and three because it just happened to be that oh, that year, and and then the, and then that next year was when when LeBron, Wade, and Carmelo were in the rookie game, and that was just the best ever. Great. And, and, I, and I, at that point, like after that 2003 All Star game that Michael Jordan was in, All Star Weekend was like basically a national oh, holiday. Shit, you're breaking. Oh, it's up. a holiday. For, it's better than the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry. Yep. You're good. No, it's it's an it's an no, 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 sorry. It's, we're working on it. Um, it's a national holiday for sure, dude. Like for me, I mean, it always comes like around Valentine's Day, like Memorial President's Weekend. So it's always like sometimes you get like that Monday off after that Sunday night game, which is incredible. And it's like a gift. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's evolved. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, man, it was like, I don't care what anyone's doing this weekend. Like you guys can come over here and we can watch it. Oh. It's like, it's like the dunk contest, Blue. like Nate Robinson's in the dunk contest for the third time. I can't wait. It yeah. was like ridiculous. And honestly, the dunk contest always sucked, but I still loved it. And then, uh, and then, yeah, now, now I just want to go to all-star weekend and just be plugged in. But like, when I watch the player, when I watch like the highlights, I'm just, I, I'm not as amazed. It's not, I'm not as much of a sponge as I was when I was a kid where I like memorize, like now everything kind of blurs together. But like I used to memorize all the plays. Like I can tell you like the 05, 06 was in Denver and I remember D-Wade and all that. Yeah, but, like, you're, you're able to tell because of like, because it's, it's a moment. It's not just, it's not just about the game. Yeah. It's about like so many surrounding things. There's, there's a Friday night, there's Saturday night, there's certain moments. It's all dependent on location too. Like sometimes they're like pivotal places. Like when, when it was in Vegas or like Dick Bavetta and Charles Barkley, like they did that, uh, a little like chase at half court that was hilarious. Um, was the 03 All Star game was that at MSG or no? No, it was in Atlanta. Was it Atlanta? Okay. And I remember, I remember, remember Mariah Carey was uh, halftime at the halftime That's performance. Crazy. She was wearing like a Wizards Michael Jordan dress. Yeah, yeah Michael Jordan like the the tight. Yeah, I remember the jer- that. The, jer- the jersey dress. The jersey dress. Yeah. That's but yeah, classic. that I mean, watching Michael, it's just crazy. It's just crazy how. Um, it's just crazy. He was like still dunking and shit. Like I don't know, man. It's I know. Just, like, he missed. He I gotta find that missed dunk in that oh, All Star yeah. game. That that was. I was like, oh shit, this guy's fucking like forty years old. You gotta. Two thousand. That was the two thousand two one, though. The year before. Yeah. Crazy. He missed that. He missed that dunk on the break, but. But man, I will say, I thought Michael Jordan was the goat before I watched this doc. I still think he's. Yeah. The, he didn't need this to reestablish, but it's but, so interesting that like in when the he's time playing to, the like, piano, when he's playing the piano. 
like with a cigar in his mouth at the end. It's just so. Dumb. I know. Yeah. So and the, besides the fact that he has no skills on the piano whatsoever, but yeah, it's literally a train yeah. wreck. Um, but th- it was crazy though. He could like, how is that legal? Like they went to the hotel room and all the photographers are there and like media, but he loved it. It seemed like he was like comfortable in that. He just had think- no, no choice, but to not be. Yeah, I feel like when you win a championship, like, you got to have, like, photographers with you for the first, like, two or three hours of celebrating. Just yeah, so you have, sure. like, epic – just so you have, like, epic photos to look back on. Yeah, they didn't have, like, cell phones. It's so true, though. You didn't have, like, cell phones. You're, like, I have to commemorate, like, everything about that. Like, I would still want, like – still I, sweating or, like, yeah, no, it was, like, obviously champagne, I would, obviously. I would still want, like, professional camera. I would want – I want them to be on me until, like, until, like, 11 midnight. Probably yeah. till like, midnight. And then it's, like, all right, get away, like – Probably gonna, yeah, do some, gonna, probably gonna do some stuff yeah. you shouldn't be seeing. Yeah, I'm gonna do some stuff that I uh, lied about. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Let, let's let's talk about one thing, and then we're done. Let's talk about the okay. pizza. Let's talk about the flu pizza. Oh yes. Oh my God, the biggest. Oh. So I. Well, knew- first it went from it went from flu to food poisoning to bad pizza that five people randomly delivered in Utah at 10 p.m. on a Friday night, which does not add. Yeah. Does so not we, add out. So we all know it's called the flu game. I think. I've known recently that it was it was more of a food poisoning incident, supposedly. Yeah, the, there but, was like a, well, Scottie Pippen came out recently and said that it was food poisoning like years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, but then this pizza story that they have with Tim Grover and his assistant, it's like it's just kind of bizarre. It's like, okay, oh, Michael's hungry, so like let's order him a pizza. Like that, then, they had to get. It's like first I have of all, so many. If, if I'm gonna poison Michael Jordan. Then I'm gonna make it look official as fuck. I'm gonna send one person in the uniform, make it look normal. Why would you send five people to poison someone? And then why would you eat the sketchiest pizza delivery of all time? I, I don't understand why. Like, and then, and then only Michael ate the pizza. And, and, then, and like yeah. Michael Jordan was not eating pizza. I've never seen a photo of him eating pizza ever. It's it's just interesting. I, it, it doesn't it, add it, up. It, 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 okay. It does not add up. I think the reason they chose pizza as part of this lie is because they could. You could imagine that a pizza place would be open at ten thirty in Utah, whereas. But like, how do you get food poisoning from pizza? I've never heard a story. It's not like it was sushi or mercury or like some sort of bad no, it's steak. It was he's, pizza. They're, insin- they're 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 saying that insinuating that, that someone poisoned, poisoned him. And how do you even? Poison you mean to tell someone? me? You mean you mean to tell me that Michael Jordan orders pizza under his own name? Well, that's a, that's the thing. Is that. Well, so he doesn't have like a million aliases or a person to do that. Yeah, for him. yeah. If he orders over his name, he's a fucking idiot. But I will say the fact that his license plates say air on it, it's just so stupid too. Yeah. There was like 20 tray. Yeah. He it's has like, like iconic license. Don't complain plates. about the media and being too famous when you literally are writing Michael Jordan on your car. Yeah. It's like, you're calling the paparazzi on yourself. Yeah. A celebrity. He, he's, he's, he's a very interesting guy. That's what I'm saying. He's an enigma, bro. You don't know. Like, like was he trying psycho. to build? Was he trying to build like this whole conspiracy? Not conspiracy, but like this whole like myth, urban legend type thing around him. Um, what, I I feel like his persona that he was with his teammates, where he was kind of like, yo yo no 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 no, like hoorah kind of guy. Like I feel like it was yeah. kind of fa- it was kind of fake. I don't know. I, I I think that's very fake. But I think the thing that was most genuine is that he had this unconditional love for Dennis Rodman. When Dennis Rodman went to go to WWE SmackDown with Hulk Hogan, and remember when the footage when he came back to the practice, like Michael was like laughing and like nudging him, and like he couldn't have been happier to see him. Like, uh, like there's something that was there about Dennis Rodman that like Michael Jordan could not resist. Like he, that, that he pissed loved- me off so much. I fucking hate Dennis Rodman. Hot take. I hate him. Horace what do you mean, Grant. Hot take. That's, that's absolutely. Horace Grant was so much better. That last. Okay, so Dennis Rodman's last series versus Jazz, he was actually pretty trash. He had like one good game. He's averaging like seven and seven. He was just not good. 
but that, everyone that was, in that last game was was terrible. My God, the single handedly yeah. carry them with, with there, Scotty there, having there is a something, broken back. There is something to know that 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 his last three titles, as amazing as they were, um, the NBA was really weak at that point. Very it, was, weak. it was so weak, and I don't even want to talk about the those Portland Trailblazers teams with with a dried up Clyde Drexler and then Sean Kemp as your as your second best star who deserves. I mean, absolutely no no position there, but yeah. Yeah, like, like, like Hornacek was one of the best players on the Jazz. He was thirty-five. And Hornacek, guard, yeah, and, and he guarded Michael Jordan, right? He was he was the two guard. So like, who was guarding Mike? And there was there was like shots of um Stockton guarding Michael, but like that's the biggest mismatch it's, in the history. Stockton of was kind of Stockton was kind of washed up too that day. I mean, yeah, the NBA was weak. I mean, that's part of the reason Michael came back. I think. I think he was like, oh shit, like I come back and probably get another two or three titles because the NBA is trash now. I mean, dude. It was, I, I think. I think. And when, the NBA went into lockdown the following year when he retired. By the way. Yes, which you could, you could, you could make a discussion that it'd be even easier to win the next year, or it would be so harder. Think about all. The, think about all the rest he would have had. They, that's what I wanted to talk about. That was like one of the things. So the NBA went into lockout. I don't know if it was because of Michael or whatever, but. But then the Knicks have, wouldn't have gotten to the finals. So I'm kind of happy he retired. That I mean, that's even, a ridiculous season. That's where the, the, the Knicks. The, the Knicks were like the greatest eight seed of all time, playing like 40 games. It was like 52 games. Um, and, then the, and then the Spurs ended up – he also never had to play the Spurs or the Rockets. That's another thing I've been wanting to talk about, but I digress. But he never had to play that Rockets team. That Rockets team was incredible. They won the yeah. two rings without, one, without Michael, the, yeah, when Michael was in there. The one that the Knicks, the Knicks had to play them in 94. Yeah. It's crazy. yeah. I mean yeah. – I, I can go all – I can go all – yeah, exactly. I can go uh, all day on that, man. It's like – it's like I, I'm not discrediting because it's not his fault. It's not his fault that he was just levels above the – physically in every aspect there's nothing you can do about that but it, it, there's something to be said about the fact that he retired the first time because he was literally bored because he had no good adversary he had no you know no worthy adversary to, to Michael Jordan this wasn't now it's uh, like now there's like five of them for LeBron at this point what, Bill, Bill Simmons was saying that the only team he could have really went to the next year was the Knicks and that would have been like that would have been bad for the legacy though I feel like well, here's my thing. It's not bad for the legacy if you go to another team in the East, because he also loved playing at MSG. Oh my God, he fucking. Oh yeah, it's just, yeah. But I'm saying, imagine if he went to the Knicks the next year, and they fucking played against Jerry Krause's shitty ass Bulls, and he fucking destroyed them, and then won a title with another team. That would be amazing for legacy. Actually, th- that's actually a good point. Like, why did he never just find another Eastern Conference team? To sort of like be like. Well, 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 the whole thing was that he didn't want to play for anyone but Phil. It was like a hierarchy thing, and like he didn't want to. Yeah, and then, so I think he didn't want to. I think he didn't want to go back on his word on that. He wanted to stay true yeah. to that. And then once years passed, he was like, "All right, let's see if I can compete with these Kobe, Tracy McGrady cats." Um, and he also wanted and, to be the GM, and ultimately, or like, well, so he of, he was the GM. He drafted Kwame yeah, Brown, yeah, which is GM, one then, of the worst. And then he started playing with the guys, and was like, "All right, I guess maybe I'll play." So ridiculous, yeah. typical Michael Jordan psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then on top of Maneuvered it, well, his way. I think in his head, he was like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna put these Wizards, Wizards team on the map. They're gonna be better than the Bulls. Yeah, I mean that's that's like, 100 percent what he thought. I, and I honestly don't think he would have picked a team, the GM that wasn't in the Eastern Conference, because he wanted the chance to beat Jerry Krause any way he could. And I think that's sure. what he was motivated by being a GM. And he's really been a bad GM, and it's kind of a shame. I want him to fucking win at something again. But I guess he's winning every day when that check Jordan check comes in the mail. 
Yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. And even like Space Jam, because another person was like, why did he make Space Jam again? Like, that's like such a Michael, non-Michael thing to do. But like, so I threw on Space Jam immediately. And the first title credit that comes on is like a David Falk production. David Falk was an agent. He was not an executive producer. He didn't work in film, whatever. It was just his concept, his idea, because he saw the chemistry in that commercial. The film opened up to a $250 million box office, $1.2 billion in toys. I can only imagine how much Michael made on a paycheck for that. So that's crazy. And, and he was able to like tribute his dad a little bit and like in the beginning. Yeah, and, like, in the beginning for like, yeah, yeah. It's such a cringeworthy, it's, a, it's such a cringeworthy intro. He's like, yeah, he's like, dad, sorry, these are my dogs. They're being fed right now. But he's like, dad, like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to go play in the NBA and be the greatest ever and then retire and play baseball. It's like, all right, we get it. You're trying to telegraph what's going to happen in your career. Uh, but no, it's actually an incredible movie. It, it, and it's only an hour and 20 minutes. So if you wanted to breeze by. It's just interesting how Sean, Sean Bradley was like picked to be in the movie. It's just like. Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how that works, but it was like because he was supposed he was like, to be good. I think he was like supposed to be good. Like it's 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 funny how it's like even when you look at like the Space Jam like open runs and like the Dream Team yeah. open runs. It's like it's funny who is like considered good at that time and how they ended up just not being that good. At that, but that could be documented from every every decade even until now. Every, even 100%. until now, man, it's like there's always people that were there. Like look, at, it goes as recent as uh, I can't even remember his name, Anthony Bennett. It's like you're always going to be wrong about about something. Yeah, exactly. Darko. Don't don't forget yeah, about I, 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 Don't forget about Josh Howard on the Mavericks, who actually was really good for like three seasons. No, he, no, he was know, very good. I don't, I don't know what happened to him. He won a championship. I know. I was rewatching uh that that uh Western Conference Finals against the Spurs and he was like automatic. Like yeah. he was he was honestly like he was playing better than Dirk most of those games as wild. Some people get burnt out. But all right, man. Yep. This was solid. Good solid. Talk. Solid at best. Seven out of ten at best. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like this is this will be it for Jordan shenanigans. Yeah, I've had I've had enough of this. I've, I've had enough of this. Yeah. We can uh, we'll, we'll play a game next time or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a, yeah we'll do a little quick strike mini pod, a little party pod. Sounds good. Man. <laughs>